cute and dog. <laughs> First, I thought that message was to somebody else because it was completely out of nowhere. It, uh, so did I. It wasn't. <laughs> I don't know. I assumed it was, was, but I was going to just go on with it. Yeah, if he meant to be messaging us or not. I mean, it it clearly was he was responding to someone asking him about his diet. We had not done that, nor have ever. (laughs) What did he he say? Wait, are we running? Let's roll it. (laughs) This is good stuff. If he ever wants us to quit talking about this, we'll have to come back. Let's let's talk to the bread. The bread should freaking have an opinion on this. Yeah, he's very anti-bread. Yeah. We've invited it's, his okay. nemesis. <laughs> Carbs. That'll, he, if he's not jealous of a human host, exactly. he'll be fear. He has such a, <laughs> a mad reaction to bread. Let's go. Yeah, I said, I'm, I'm finishing up Luke Cage, episode five. Not going to get through the series today. Anyone finish it. You said you weren't watching it. Jordan said, still halfway through Daredevil season two. I said, okay, so I'm good. Jordan said, above and beyond, planning uh, planning on closing around 8, clean up, quick dinner should be out around 9. And then Michael replied, I'm low carb. <laughs> well, I'm I'm gooten, <laughs> gooten and dairy free. <laughs> With a picture of a guy chugging milk. So, yeah, I thought maybe he just wanted to share that gift. And That's that was a, after I saw the gift. Then yeah, it does yeah. make sense. That was he wanted. Or it was all was, about him wanting to say that he was guilt tripping me for whatever my fast food dinner was going to be. He's like, well, I'm low carb. Yeah, I think it was he saw he really I got a wrap, milk. Michael. I got a chicken wrap. If you want to know <laughs> about my carb intake, it was a wrap. Oh my gosh! No Do bun. a chicken wrap. No right bun now. here. <laughs> I want to hear chicken, 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 chicken. Uh, all right. Go back and put an intro in front of that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, all right. I'll play the damn thing. Tell me when you're ready. This is, that should be. It should, the intro should come in now, five minutes into the thing. There's no cold, rules. Those There's are, no rules, Cliff. Those are cold <laughs> open. There's rules in my head. <laughs> you're listening to Kapow! The Pop Culture Podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Five, four, three, two, one. Now, you, you, were, early. you were so going so slow the last couple episodes, and this time, five, four, three, two, one. Hey, everybody! <laughs> Along with bread, I am Jordan Lowe. Ah, uh, I don't have any butter yet, but I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Well, we we can't make Michael show up out of jealousy of our guests, so we thought maybe we would invite his arch enemy. Carbs. <laughs> if you're new to the podcast, <laughs> Michael is shedding pounds. If you're new, we used to have a guy named Michael. <laughs> <laughs> He's shedding pounds and shedding his responsibilities as a podcast host. Right. I've forgotten what his voice sounds like. He explained how he had to work tonight and tomorrow, and then both of these guys explained how they also do the exact same thing, <laughs> and they still come. Yeah, we both just got off work. Yeah. Go and back in the morning. We'll be back in early. just a few hours. Yep. 
Here we are. And you guys might even eat some carbs in between there. <laughs> and eat you never pie. know. <laughs> anyway, so we got this loaf of bread here to stand in for him. Doesn't have much to say, but... He's just loafing around. Oh, man. <laughs> Get that one. Yeah, I got that. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, we're just going to talk about a few things like we always do. No good stories this week? Well, I had a good story, but I decided to write about it. I'm fascinated by your story. Oh, really? You've been hinting. Mm -hmm. I know. And now you've built it up so much, it better knock our socks off. Right, yeah. It's all coming to a head, right? I don't know when this episode is coming out, but... You may be listening to this while things are in, in moving around. <laughs> anyway. Where do so, we expect this so, to come out to? Uh, just Facebook. I'll put it on Facebook and I'll share okay. it on the Kapow thing. And okay. I we, think. If yeah. I can figure it out, I'm sure I can link to it somehow on We Dropbox can actually or publish it through well, our website. If, if okay, you we, we could do that maybe. Yeah. You down with KPP.com? That would be correct. What? So anyway, it might be there by the time you hear this. Now, this has something to do with genealogy. Oh, that's or funny. ancestry. Oh, that. <laughs> well, I just you've dropped, I did say you've dropped the breadcrumbs. Yeah. Sorry, bread, <laughs> but he has crumbled up the breadcrumbs. I usually see the I don't look know if that's you a, got. I don't know if that's an offensive <laughs> term. Oh man, he about tore out that plastic bag and came across the table after you. But I, I had to look up my own. Genealogy, because I wanted to try and top your story. Oh, good luck! So now it's no, it's no good. But I wanted to tell you about my great grandpa times five, whatever that is. Great, 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 great grandpa Did Jacob Power, Jacob yeah. Nestle, not Nestle what? like candy. What? Oh man, I'm a hung in the E S S L E Y. Was up north, northeast Ohio, or the, like the West Virginia Panhandle there, outside of Pittsburgh. Mm. Had a huge apple orchards and peach orchards, and was a big like brandy distiller. Grew all this fruit to make liquor. Yeah, and he used these grafting techniques, where he would you know graft older, you know successful branches onto new younger trees, and was trying to like make the best kind of apples there were. Well, turns out a man named John Chapman, better known as Johnny Wait a minute. Johnny Appleseed, didn't cotton to that. And he, he is Johnny Appleseed, <laughs> American folk hero, yeah. is quoted as saying, they can improve the apple that way, but that is only a divisive man, and it is wicked to cut up trees that way. The correct method is to collect good seeds and plant them in good ground, and God only can improve the apples. So my relative's biggest, my most famous relative's biggest claim to fame is ticking off Johnny Appleseed. <laughs> yeah. Going Westworld on the a- apple orchards. <laughs> wow. That's pretty exciting. But then I had to realize, wait, my relatives used to be, like, wealthy. He was like a land baron. Yeah. Big money, you know. Uh, Where's the money? It's yeah, out there. I don't know. Him. Somebody spent it or drank it. I'll show you how to find it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know anything. Um. Anyway, yeah. So, if you see the article... Check it out, if you, or if you're not interested, don't. It doesn't matter. I'm it, writing it to get it out of my system. It will be better than that story. I don't we know. have that's been pretty good. <laughs> I gotta get it out of my system, and then it'll just be there, and I'll be done. Um. Anyway, so what else is new? 
No, it's a pretty standard week for me. I've been waiting all week just to do this podcast, hoping Michael would show up, but yeah. all I can depend on is a half-eaten loaf of bread. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, pick something to talk about then, guys. TV! Oh, the Lord. What the hell is a sticky maple? Run, Barry, run! That's what I do. I drink, and I know things. Go get him, Supergirl. Well, what's this guy look like, anyway? Oh, he's a little guy, kind of funny looking. Uh-huh. In what way? Oh, just in a general kind of way. Exterminate! Little pig, little pig! Let me in! These violent delights have violent ends. That's what she said. Groovy. So, Westworld ended. It did. But we're not going to talk about it because we're going to do a special little episode covering that coming up very soon. So, what else have you been watching, Jordan? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> Cloak and Dagger. Yep. Mm. That's all on Freeform, on right? Freeform. Thursdays at 8. How far are they into the season as of this month? Uh, about, I think, six episodes or so. Because the first night was a two-hour premiere. They mm-hmm. played two episodes. And I had very little interest. I mean, I'd seen some of the promo stuff, and it looked, you know, it looked quality, you know, visually. But I just didn't care much about the story, or I didn't have any faith in the Freeform Network to really tell a good story. But I've been invested. I've been really enjoying it. I, I thought it was solid. At the end of the pilot, and my brain popped that I could. I haven't seen Runaways yet, but my brain was like. Runaways can't be any better than this. Like, this is as good as basic cable <laughs> superheroes can be, I think. I believe you. I have not seen it, but I've, I remember you mentioned it mm-hmm. when it first came out, and then I never heard anything else. I think I watched the first. I'm missing the last episode that's just aired. But I, too, have, like, it's impressed me. Um, I think the actors are good enough. Um, the, the, it's our motto. <laughs> The girl that plays uh, Tandy, I like her. Um, I didn't know much about the story at all going into it, any origins or anything. Like, I know the who the characters are. That's about it. So this was a really nice introduction for me going into it. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've thought, you know, the effects have been fine. Um, they've, they're, you know, as good as you're going to get on cable television. Um the, but the origin story that first premiere really kind of hooked me, and I've really been tr- you know, watching along, just trying to figure out where it's going, um, because I don't essentially know, you know, what the end of the season is. Um, but yeah, it's for free form. I've been streaming it on Hulu, and it's it's been great. Like it's it's been a great summer series. Mm-hmm. Like when there's nothing else to watch, it's nice to have a quality show that I can sit down and. And, and and enjoy a little bit and not feel like I have to rush through it because I got eight million other things to watch right now. So besides Westworld. Well they they've they've tweaked the characters and the powers and the origin. I mean, it's not straight out of the comics, but who cares? I don't even um, barely remember. Yeah, but anyway. uh I they they've made their powers, at least in this early stage, when she touches someone, she can read their hopes. And she gets a flash of what they're hoping for. And when he touches someone, he sees their fears. So they've done a few kind of abstract 
scenes, like dream sequences or kind of metaphorical things that are, you know, weird and, you know, smoky and odd. And I saw a review said, this show is a very nice balance between a very simple, straightforward, like CW type show that's just plot, 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 and a show like Legion that is so heady and so abstract and, you know, it's not the mainstream. So mm-hmm. it's somewhere in between there. There's, it's, it's good versus evil superhero stuff, but there's something a little deeper. And the, the, I said the look of it, they've done some cool things with the cinematography. There are just shots. There was one, it was like someone getting out of a car and the thing was like a low shot from like the back tire looking into the rearview mirror and they like faded in it. I was like, the, the, there's no shot like that on the flash or like it's just different mm-hmm. and it just looks, I don't know, it looks really neat and like you said, the, the acting has been really good so far. I may have to check it out. Of course, I, I also was looking for a summer series to just kick back and entertain me and guess tell what? Tell me more, tell me more. Guess what? <laughs> <laughs> summer series <laughs> happened so fast. <laughs> Between this and the uh, chicken wrap, we've got a, I know, yeah. we've got half an half an EP going here. Let's get together right now. Um, Big Brother season twenty, <gasps> starring a robot. Yeah, I heard it has a robot. Yeah, they're going Westworld. Um, season twenty. Okay, everybody, they're. With some buzz, were they going to do another All-Stars? Everybody kept thinking Season 20 is when it was going to happen. And basically for the past many years, they always just keep putting in somebody that's already been on the show on there and they end up dominating things. And it's annoying and fans don't really... I mean, I'm sure they draw in viewers by having people that the audience is familiar with, the casual viewer, but the people that have watched it know everybody is really... You kind of want a season of just newbies. And so it's kind of a level playing field. And that's what they are doing this year. So everybody's pretty happy with it. I think they're going like these all-star type seasons are going to be more of that winter celebrity feel. They'll probably put some old uh, contestants on that show, I would assume. But anyway, it's fine so far. There's there's a couple crazy people in there. There's one... Anybody watching? The girl I like is Caitlin. She is a mess, and, <laughs> and, and is hilarious. Just very emotional, and is good TV. So so far so good. And yeah, they had a girl that one of the, they had a uh, they had two people lost something in the first week. Some con- the, one of the first contests, and they each got a punishment. One was. She had a little spinner and a necklace, and if I mean this is stupid that she uh, when it spun she had to stay in whatever room she was in. Okay, so maybe if the conversation went to another room or she wanted to be somewhere else, she might miss out of it. Out on it. Okay, that's a minor thing. And then another girl, they made her be a robot, and she had to stay in a completely <laughs> different room, and a robot went around the house, and she could just see through it and it was te- it was way worse of a punishment <laughs> it's cute and everything but for the first two weeks to not be able to form any relationships is like the worst also punishment. no one had met the person yeah they just very briefly oh okay but then for two weeks she barely is in there as herself she's that robot and nobody wants to stand there 
and you cannot form a relationship with just a voice. And it it's it was. What would be great is if the robot couldn't whisper. Because that whole show... They, just, she couldn't. That they, whole show is just people whispering, hey, what did we do? That's I what, think we should go yeah, there. That, <laughs> Eliminate Steve. <laughs> that basically was the thing. And it, what, the guy's name was Steve. You're watching it, aren't you? <laughs> no. No, that's my robot intuition. <laughs> but yeah, they, they couldn't turn... They could only turn her volume, certainly. <laughs> anyway, it was pretty funny. But they gave her some... She ended up trending... And it won her a power, so she could want a little safety to kind of balance things out. So, so far, so good. What else are you watching? Hey, we're watching Yellowstone. Tell us about Yellowstone, that. Yellowstone, yeah. On the, again, another odd TV channel that I never watched in the past. Paramount. Paramount Network. What was that before? That was something before. Spike. Uh, Spike. Yeah. Spike TV. So, this is uh, Kevin Costner's big prestige drama. Um, well, the showrunner is Taylor Sheridan. Taylor Sheridan, who we're big fans of. One of you know, very, very excellent filmmaker. Hell or High Water, Wind River, Sicario. That's, that's, that's pretty biggest, much it. Yeah. yeah. So this is the story of Kevin Costner, again a land baron like my great grandfather, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a cattle rancher right on the border of an Indian reservation. And kind of the drama. He's crossbreeding orange and <laughs> apple trees. That's my prestige drama. <laughs> and then in comes Johnny Appleseed. They that. got to fight. I would watch the and then one's a, <laughs> <laughs> But one's a robot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, there was an episode last night I missed because like the my dish got was there shot or something. I checked and there wasn't anything on. So I watched something for like a minute. So maybe it just was like a preview. Or oh, something. okay. I don't know, but anyway. Because I think maybe it's on Wednesdays and it was 4th of July. So oh, that I think must maybe be that's good. I didn't miss anything. So far, it's not blown, knocking my socks off, but it's okay. I just appreciate it's a lot like his other movies in that it takes place, where it takes place is important. It's not just a generic, you know, usually a southern drama. It doesn't matter if it's Atlanta or Charlotte or wherever. It's just the South. But right. this, you know, his movies really incorporate you know, everyday people in very specific places. And this is on the big, you know, it was Montana, right? Sure. Yeah. It really matters. I think. <laughs> oh, <laughs> snap. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right? Montana. Yeah. But, you know, up there in the, you know, barren plains where, like Wind River, his movie, where... If someone gets shot, like, we gotta get an ambulance, like, it'll be 45 minutes before an ambulance mm-hmm. can get here, you know. This is not your typical New York crime drama where, you know, we've seen a million times, so. I, I, I'm, I think it has enough potential to, to, to keep me. Oh yeah, I'm gonna keep, keep me I'm sure I'll watch the whole first season anyway. See where we go from there. Just cause I like Taylor Sheridan so much. We also had, uh, Preacher premiered its new season. Oh, it did. On AMC. And we're doing the Angelville story, if you've read the comics, where Jesse goes home and his creepy grandmother and the two guys he knew as kids, Jody and TC, kind of the bad dudes from his childhood. So that was one of the highlights of the comic, so I'm hoping this season does really well. There's been no talk of it if it's getting renewed or how much more we're going to get of this show, but this could be the big, <laughs> the big finale. 
What about you, Cliff? What else are you watching? Not a lot. Um, mostly what I... Uh, lately, it's been all streaming. A lot of Netflix. Well, we never... We left hanging a couple of our CW shows. Oh, okay. So I, I never got your gauge on the ending of Flash. Yeah, I mean... Um, because I think where we left, they had just killed off... Ralph Dibney. Okay, yeah. That was your highlight. You know, he was the yeah. reason we were tuning into the show. He, he really was for the year. And um, thankfully, uh, he returned at the end of the year, or uh, at the end of the season in the last episode. Uh, Barry was able to bring him back. and Because um, we had this villain, DeVoe, who I was bored with. From the get-go. Almost immediately. Yeah. And his, his big master plan was to... Shoot satellites into the sky and devolve human intelligence, so yeah. everyone would become dumb. Because when people are too intelligent, we fight and we build, <laughs> you know, pollute, polluting machines and weapons and yeah. things. So if we were all dumbed way down to like primitive levels, the world would be saved. It's yeah, like, yeah, that's the, good. Good thinking, pal. <laughs> yeah, between him and and was it last year we had Savitar and that whole mess? Uh, possibly. Yeah, whenever the villains have not been great the last couple of years. Um, but I'll give him credit that scene because he kind of took over the powers of of, of all the these other. The yes. Yeah, yeah. And there was one scene where he was going into a facility, like fighting down that hallway. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he was using seven or eight different superpowers at the same time. And it, right. I think there was like classical music playing. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that was the highlight of the season yep. to me. That was like clever ways to use like a bunch of different powers at once and just not sweating it at all as these soldiers <laughs> keep rushing them and rushing them. I was like, that was excellent. I wish every show was had that kind of moment in it. Yeah, the the last few two or three uh episodes of the season weren't bad. Um I I had I was really down on it except for the Ralph Dibney stuff for the most part. Mm-hmm. But I did I felt like it came around. I mean like that last episode I was like, okay, I'm you know Let's another season. Why not? Sure, let's do it. <laughs> um, and then what was the other one? Well, I think well we're leaving that show. I think they've made that actor a regular. They said for next season. Yes, so he Ralph, is coming back. Ralph, Ralph will be a regular. Yeah, the um, the kid that played Kid Flash, who this past season was mostly on Legends. Yeah, he is done. He is leaving all the universe at. As Kid Flash, so he, they said he's not going to no longer going to be a regular. Mm. Um, he's going to make an appearance, I think, in the first episode next year of Legends. I okay. think maybe the Flash. I can't remember what one of those. Because um, he was really only a part-time member of both shows. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I don't whatever. So yeah, we ended by making Ralph a steadfast member of Team Flash. Uh, Cecile had her baby, right? Which was. Iris's dad, Joe, his new wife. And then we had a, a speedster show up we didn't know anything about with somebody from the future <laughs> named Nora revealing she was Barry and Iris's daughter from right. the future. So we're doing a weird time travel family mystery next and, season. And we saw the end. Uh, we saw her hand come in and she kind of flashed and helped Barry out there at the very yeah, end. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, expect more from her. And um, she's somebody in the comics. I don't. I don't yeah. know, but it's a it's a known character. She's known. Yeah, she is known. And because we had covered legends, I remember talking about that because that was the whole Bebo 
Right. And the Care Bear stare and all that. And Black Lightning. And Black Lightning. So Supergirl was the one that kind of kept going. Mm-hmm. Because it took, after Legends went off the air, Supergirl came in. And it was this rain storyline with the three Kryptonian witches and talking about a show that went on. Yeah. <laughs> drug a plotline on forever. I, you know, I really thought that the season for Supergirl was very subpar compared to the last couple. Like, this was kind of, for me, this was very on, almost on par with season one that was on CBS mm-hmm. that I didn't care much for um, until the very, into that run, and I kind of came around on the show as a whole. But uh, now on Supergirl next year, because we'd, we'd introduced Mon-El had come back, Saturn Girl, and um, Brainiac 5, Legion characters. Now, Brainiac 5 has been announced he's going to be on next season also. So he's going to be a returning regular character. Yeah, they sent Wynn, the tech guy... Yeah, to go with the Legion into the future and switched him out with Brainiac. Yeah, I'm not sure why. When's I, been on the show since the beginning, but who knows? Yeah, and when is has been demote the actor has been demoted. He is no longer a regular on the show. Hmm. So, so we the season yeah had a lot of stuff with uh, John Jones and his dad. <laughs> that was pretty. Again, it went on for a while, but it it, it ended kind of sweetly. He he was facing. Yeah. Some kind of Martian dementia where he was losing his memories and things. And I think Mike, Michael was the one that mentioned that uh, the actor that played his father w- did the voice of John Jones on the old Justice League uh, Cartoon Network show. Yeah, because he had such a powerful right. voice. Yeah, it was a good <laughs> voice. But, uh, yeah, we then we got toward the end... There was some black rock they needed that did something kind of magical that... They had to borrow from... There's a city... A Krypton city survived. Argo City. Yeah. And they found it somehow, and it has this rock, and it could help them defeat... It was It was just... I'd have no idea... Somebody was talking to me like, Oh, Supergirl was so good. And I was like, Well, what was that black rock? I have no idea. <laughs> like, even people who liked the show were like, I don't know what that was about. But uh, there was an episode uh, where somebody had the, the DEO... They were taking guns developed for the DEO and adding, they used the words bump stocks mm-hmm. and like modified them. And there was a whole issue. It was a strange like gun control episode. Yeah. And they were saying, mm-hmm. oh, maybe the DEO shouldn't use lethal weapons. So now they're only using tasers and things. So we had a very gun control uh, yeah. uh, uh, moment there. And then uh, again, it ended with a whole bunch of stuff going on. <laughs> As the world's blown up, think, you know they're trying to these Kryptonians are trying to terraform the Earth, into <laughs> drilling through like the core of the Earth, and things are blown up. And someone just completely left field, like, "Oh, good thing Superman saved Madagascar." It's like explaining why Superman wouldn't <laughs> yeah. show up to help. Like yeah. he's on the other side of the planet, so we <laughs> at least we got a logical reason he wasn't. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, John Senior, John Senior. That, that's just <laughs> assume that I don't know his name. He died. After downloading all his memories. Senior Martian. Senior. (laughs) Senior Manhunter. So he kind of downloads the memories of all the Martians into John. Alice gets promoted because she wants to have a baby, but is too afraid to be out in the field. So John promotes her. And then John goes to walk the earth like Kane and Kung Fu. (laughs) Monel goes back to the Legion just as they were having their feelings. Yeah. Karen and Monel. Uh, sexy James Olsen unmasks and lets people know he's the Guardian. 
nobody cares. And then it's oh, some people care that Lena has she kept some of the evil black rocks and can do something. And then at the very end, <laughs> what looks like they're going to set up for next season, a strange doppelganger of Kara walks yeah. up to a Siberian military base. So we're setting up a Red Sun. We're getting we're getting Red story. Sun Supergirl, basically yeah. some kind of which I'm like cool. Yeah, let's do it. Bring on Rocky Balboa and we'll <laughs> we'll take down that Soviet Union. <laughs> yeah, all those things happened. <laughs> and I diligently took notes on all of them so we wouldn't forget. <laughs> I'm glad you did. <laughs> and then Arrow, I saw, is coming back again for another season. Like, every year I'm just like, this is going to be it. And somehow, some way, and every year somebody tells me, "No, it's actually a little better this year." <laughs> every year, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Anything else? TV. The only other thing I saw they announced Sasha Baron Cohen is coming back to TV on Showtime. Which hooray for people who get Showtime! You're That's that one in yeah. my column. You're that um, guy. Doing this is obviously the actor who did Borat and the Ali G show. So he's coming back to do something, some style of talk show or prank show. Um, he just tweeted a couple of days ago the logo to Trump University. <laughs> so people are speculating, what does that mean? Did he enroll in Trump University or, you know, what's he doing? But the there's been some sightings of him dressed up as a, a liberal college professor from Portland as, like, some new character that he's going to go troll politicians or left-wing people, right-wing people, I don't know. But I, I think he's... I, I'm sure there's people who love him and hate him, but I, I think he, when he's doing what he does well, it's really funny, and it's also really enlightening to see people react to him in certain ways. So I'm looking forward to him coming back to TV. I would be, but I don't have showtime. <laughs> I'll tell you all about Rub that in. He's <laughs> like, so really up on I was here. Him and Brad both have Showtime. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on. To the real stuff. Streaming. There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Islands in the stream. That is what we are. Cross the stream. Streaming. You're missing the whole point of this. That <laughs> <laughs> was the whole thing. Um... Okay, well, Glow season two that was this past yeah, week. Yeah, right? I just finished it. And do do you finish it? Yes, Jordan. Yes. Well, the the reviews are in, and everybody likes it, except except me. <laughs> <laughs> you were the first to finish it. Here he comes. And here comes Cinderacer. He's a demon online. Later. <laughs> Later. He's a demon, and he's gonna um, be streaming something tonight. He's off and flying as he streams a show all night and day. He's jamming down the pedal like he's in a TV race. Go, Ben Racer! Go, Ben Racer! Go, Ben Racer! Go, Go, Ben Racer! Go! Yeah, I'm I'm happy everybody's loving it. I just thought it was too much more of the same for me. I really liked the first season, though. I, I really liked the first season. Uh, but and so I don't want to. I really don't have anything bad to say about it. I just was pretty bored by the whole thing. Hmm. I'm really sick of watching Allison these Brady. women get like objectified and treated t- 
terribly by guys, and I I know that's you know I'm glad that they're shining a light on that stuff, but it's mm-hmm. it's a real downer, and yeah. and I I just don't I it, well it's a lot of the show is you know, written by directed by women, yeah, so it's obviously going that route to to portray these things through a women's point of view. Which and, is great. It, yeah. I get so, it, but I'm here, some of it's heavy-handed for sure. I have heard some women saying, "Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I get ready to get this every day. I don't need to watch it." Yeah. I, I didn't know exactly how I felt about halfway through. I was kind of like, "Okay, it's just a lot more of the same thing." People are raving about the eighth episode. Wow. And I uh, that oh, was, was that, where I was like, I couldn't yeah. almost can't make it through the episode. I was like, that was the where their actual show yeah. they put out. Yeah, that was um, that was a long episode. They, it is the one that people are going crazy for, and I'm like, I, mean, I, I I bet I could be in the mood for it and love it, but I wasn't when I watched it, and I was like, this is stupid. I think well, it's like I thought it was important because I don't, I have no history with Glow. Right, and I don't know what you know. They always show them like making rap songs and stuff. So I was like, well, what do they even? So in the back of my head, I didn't even know what the show looked like or how it was structured, or how it, they incorporate wrestling. It was very corny. So it's it's important to show that. Yeah. But it was also wasn't. I felt like it was just too much. Like they showed too much of it. Like here's a whole, whole episode. episode. <laughs> yeah. so I thought like if every show started with five minutes, something like that, of, yeah. of yeah. the show as a cold yeah. open. We could get all that out of the way because I was doing the same thing. I was binging. It was three thirty in the morning. I'm like, ah, I really want to watch the next episode. And then when I got to that one, I'm like, I'm done for a while. And I didn't watch anything more <laughs> yeah, for like yeah, three days. So right. it was a momentum killer for sure. What? But Mark Marin is so good in this role. He kept me going through it. Like I just wanted to see more Mark Marin. Yes. Allison Brie, I thought was, you know, just right on par with season one. Um, what's what's the girl that plays Debbie? What's her name? Betty what's, Gilpin. Betty Gilpin. She annoyed the bejesus oh, out of Cliff. me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on, Brad, back me up. <laughs> I'll it, back you. And up, it w- kinda. I liked her. I thought she did a good job, but it's more, too much more of the same. Yeah, it, it was a I lot think, of the same. They, do, they all are doing a good job, but I don't feel like it has went. It went anywhere. I think what annoyed me most was not even like. The Debbie character, but the Liberty Bell character, oh, I was just like, <laughs> please stop. Like, but I, I actually like that it's taken this long. You know, the affair storyline—they didn't just kiss and make up, and like, it's still a source of mm-hmm. anger and all this stuff. I thought maybe your problem was not enough rich song. I thought there was a good but level of rich But he got pretty good screen time. <laughs> he really did. And I, I like that he wasn't a he was, creep. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, it was, it was so easy. That could have been so easily written. He could have been so stereotypical role, and you never would have blinked an eye, but that was not the, who the character was. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. Friend of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, overall, once I finally got the, the last episode I was like man I could have I almost could have watched another episode or two like I was really enjoying it by the end of it and like I said I think the things I liked outweighed a lot of the stuff I didn't like or people I didn't like well you're you have the popular opinion so I think I'm yeah. wrong yeah, I, I really liked it I think the three main characters probably all deserve Emmys Mark Marin mm-hmm. killed it every scene he was yeah. in made me laugh hysterically and they softened him up a little bit 
but not too much. Yeah. Like, they gave him some depth. He goes he, on a journey he, he with the daughter. To, yeah, he started to connect with the daughter, mm-hmm. started to connect with the girls, which he didn't want to. That was his whole point, is, like, keep everyone at arm's length. Right. But it didn't make him a big old softy, and that kiss toward the end, I'm yeah. like, don't. And then it did yeah. so good. <laughs> I'm being vague. <laughs> yeah. There was, there were a couple things I, I should have wrote them down, but I was in a hurry. That they did not wrap up. I remember thinking, like, whatever happened to this storyline? Um, there was a lot of plot lines going on because they yeah. tried to give more characters things to do. That's right. where I, those were the part, the things that I was getting, like, out, coming out of paying attention, thinking I couldn't care less about this. Yeah, like uh, having rabid fans or something. You know, a certain character. Like, it was interesting the first season when, like, the wild girl. You know, seeing what's happening with her, why she's like this and stuff, and then the next this season, I'm like, uh, I don't care anymore. I just don't care. Well, mm, there were a few things that I, I don't know. I just wish they they could have dwelled into. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's one thing Brad never says, but like Bash, there was a storyline with Bash that I I was expecting to take off. You know, when they're oh, in the I club. I like him. Yeah, I like that Yeah. Guy. And and I thought, oh, here, we're going to really get into this stuff. And they just kind of kind of left it hanging. It was subtle. And it's we, shows like that usually aren't subtle. Right. And especially the Bash storyline was yeah. a little more subtle than you're used to. But he, like, again, the first season, he was just the funny guy who's had a couple good lines. Mm-hmm. And this season, we got so much more with him that he's one of my favorite characters now. Yeah. So, Again, yeah, like eight of the other wrestlers, I don't care about their backstory or how they're feeling. I'm with you on that. Like, just get to the other stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I, it's nice to expand the world a little bit. All right, let's move on. Okay. Something else so on um, Netflix. Uh, if you like true crime shows, uh, The Staircase is on there now. And that's a famous... Uh, doc series from 10 years ago. It was really big and now Netflix made three new episodes updating the case. It's um, In 2001 a woman, Kathleen Peterson died supposedly falling down the stairs. And but if you listen to this podcast, you know how it happened. Well, <laughs> Michael's cracked this case, do you remember? No, I forget. <laughs> Cliff, do you remember? No, not he at all. He was the only one of us who watched the show Trial and Error with John um, Lithgow. Yeah. There was a, I remember, oh, I remember that it show. It was a courtroom show about a guy who just seemed obviously guilty and yes. kept doing things. And Michael loved it, and he told us how it ended. He's like, it's based on a real case, and the, this oh, is this the is case. So on. I know, I've been told that they don't get into the craziness that the sitcom did. There's apparently some extra wrinkle to this, but yeah, I won't spoil the cr- true huh. story. Well, yeah, there's no, there's, I mean, there's no way. It's a true story, so you don't know exactly what really happened. But the, you know, that the, her husband was accused of killing her, and it was a big trial that went went on for years, and it's really interesting. It's a good, it's a, it's up there as one of those good true crime. Things and there's been development since the original series that they made three more episodes on. So if you like that kind of stuff, that's a good, pretty good one. 
Sticking to Netflix. Ozark. We all saw and liked Ozark, right? Did you watch Ozark? Uh, I watched some of it, yeah. Some of it. My wife watched the whole series. I only caught a few episodes. Outstanding. I love it. It was good. Jason Bateman. Yeah. Laura Lenny. It's uh, coming back. Second season. Sooner than I thought it was going to be. August 31st. We're going to get the second season. I'm never going to finish Daredevil. No. no. <laughs> There's just so much new stuff constantly. So, well, yeah, speaking of that, Cliff sent us a message today to see if we've been watching Cage Season 2. Luke and, and, uh Take it away, Cliff. Yeah, Carl Lucas. We're not. This is finally the, this is the, no, fir- this is the first one that I'm just not even going to watch. No, Marvel I'm still on the Marvel shows. Because um, you love Marvel. Yeah, I, I, it is known. <laughs> no, I I really enjoyed Luke Cage season one. I I thought it was of all the shows, it was the most different. Like it, it really had a feel to it. The the cinematography cinematography of it was gritty, and it was just you know really focused in on Harlem and all these characters of Harlem. And I love how in season two even more. Everybody has a cool nickname. Like, there's Piranha and Comanche and, you know, Shades. <laughs> All these cool nicknames. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is like a comic book. Uh, <laughs> except for Luke. Um, but I, 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 like, I'm on season, or I'm on season two, uh, episode five. I watched, I'm on to six now. And so far, I have really enjoyed it. Um, it's, it's a lot of continuation from season one. Picks up right where we left off. We've got we've got more night nurse. We've got uh, uh, Luke going into um, a darker place in, in the first few episodes of this, and um, uh, it introduces um, where before Miranda um, and the Stokes Cottonhead or Cottonhead. <laughs> <laughs> Copperhead and Cottonmouth uh, <laughs> were uh, were were two of the uh, the main villains, and and this year we have the Bushmaster. And, oh, I, and I was we like, a real serpent society. Yeah, I, I was like, what is what is happening here? Um, but yeah, we've got a lot of now we've got a bunch of Jamaican gangs members running around and trying to take Luke out and. And uh, power mom, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't. I, I mean, maybe it's not for everybody, but I highly enjoy Luke Cage. Well, let's know when you finish the season. We it, it's got it, some it holds up. Yeah, it's it. We're back into Harlem's Paradise. It's got some great music playing in there with the blues and some Jamaican riffs and stuff. It, it's it's a cool show. I watched the series on Amazon Prime. That I was going to tell you guys if you had, I don't know if you have any interest, but it was. Stars Rachel Brosnahan, who she had a small role on House of Cards, um, and Alex Borstein or Borstein from Mad TV, and she plays like a '60s housewife that whose husband is interested in being a comedian. You know, big fan of Lenny Bruce, and he, uh, but he's not really any good, and. <laughs> Turns out she's the funny one, and she's really good in it. It's a, it's just a really good season, you know, of her becoming a comic. And uh, the it's already been greenlit for season three, so season two must be coming out really soon. You didn't give us the name. 
I'm sorry. It is. Just figure it out. Uh, I think it's the marvelous Ms. Meisel. Yeah, I think she won the Emmy last year. Oh, did she? Actress. I didn't know yeah. That. yeah, I yeah, I just watched it a few weeks ago. And really liked it. Capturing, um, capturing the zeitgeist of you know more stories about females. Yeah, and, bring it and, on and overcoming stupid men. Yeah, it's, it was good. <laughs> also, update. This was a few weeks ago this was announced, but again, updating the continuing saga of Lock and Key ever coming to the small screen. He's holding out yeah. hope. They were, you know, when I asked Joe Hill, when I saw him there in Charleston. Resting your hand in his back pocket. Yeah, I said, what's up? You know, and, and are you going to write World War Key? I want the comic is what I want. I want more comic. And so he said, if they, when Hulu comes out with a show... I, I, that's when I want to be putting out a comic again. And I, I was like, okay. So then Hulu dropped it and yeah. they made a pilot and everything. They had Donald Glover. So these are two <laughs> different, I mean, you know, they've done two different job. pilots. <laughs> well, no, well, they did that. Well, yeah, they did yeah. the pilot, they did for pilot years 20, ago. 2011. So there's right. two episodes out there. Yeah. And there's, <laughs> yeah. Now they have the pilot on Hulu and Andy Machete, the it director was the one that did that. And, yeah, like I said, they had Danny Glover and everything in it. It looked like it was, you know, going to be a thing. But no, they're scrapping the whole thing. Starting from scratch, but it's picked up by Netflix now. And Netflix follows through with stuff, so I'm crossing my fingers. They're going to redo the whole thing, I guess. They'll put anything on the air. That's yeah, exactly. right. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah. Because he, uh, Joe Hill sent out a newsletter this past week saying, if this happens, I am going to do that comic, so... It's like, and I really want to do it, but I need to, I want to have a reason. I want to know people will be interested in it. So, anyway. I was really hoping Michael was going to be here today so we could talk some Voltron. Because mm. I think him and I, talk are the, about it. him and I are the only ones that have, that have watched all, every season of this. So, season six dropped. Any season. Any season. <laughs> any season. Yeah. So season six on Netflix dropped of, of Voltron. Brett watched it. Brett? Oh. <laughs> um. And man, this story has really gone a lot of places. Um, the animation's still wonderful. Uh, it still feels very, very 1980s, which of course I love it for that. Um, but this last season took, it got a little darker. Um, we, by this time, Keith has kind of moved on and he's with this kind of militant group. Um, Battling the uh, kind of secret society, almost battling the Golra Empire um, on their own, and um, oh, Golra! <laughs> I needed a new ringtone. <laughs> and uh, Shiro, the first paladin of the Black Lion, um, he's back. And there's a big major twist um, towards the end of the season um, where we learn his fate and and what has happened to him, what they did to him um, as he betrays the the Voltron team, and Keith comes back, and we've we've added some supporting characters, um, some family members throughout the series. There's been um, brothers and and uh, fathers found and mothers found this season of one of the characters um, 
and we found some Altaians, um, like Princess Alora. So, anyways, uh, long story short, um, it's really good still. Michael would say best Marvel movie animated. So, I'm going to stick with that. Red thinks that too. <laughs> All right. Well, I have been sucked into a new doc, well, not new, but a documentary series that I saw decades ago. Ooh. And Netflix just put back out Joseph Campbell and the Power of Myth. This was a PBS uh, six hour long episodes with Bill Moyers, the journalist, uh, from 1988. They filmed it at Skywalker Ranch mm-hmm. because Joseph Campbell is the philosopher George Lucas credits with helping structure Star Wars and what, you know, Luke undergoes the hero's journey, which is the thing Mr. Campbell, you know, his books, The Hero with a Thousand Faces and The Masks of God. He did all this comparative study of different religions, the world mythologies, and they all share this common baseline. And a lot of it is, you know, basically what Luke goes to. It's, you know, you start with an innocent person, you know, any story in the heroic tradition, and then, you know, you, you're called to adventure, and at first you reject the call, but then you have to go, and then you're aided by some supernatural force, like, Ben Kenobi, you're granted a mystical weapon, like you know King Arthur's Excalibur or something like that. So Luke yeah. gets a so and mm-hmm. atonement with the father, uh, the belly of the whale. There's just all these benchmarks, and Star Wars just checks them off. George Lucas just went basically step by step for the, that's why it feels so mythic and so eternal and so you know what I mean. Like it feels like an old story, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> I have heard that, that somewhere. <laughs> but it's I I was a sucker for mythology growing up and I took several religion classes in college and just I've always loved this stuff. And it it it's again it's six hours of just two old guys talking, but it's just really fascinating. And um Joseph Campbell is just such a good storyteller and also so good at well his most famous line is follow your bliss which can be kind of new agey hippie you know like yeah just do what makes you happy but that's basically what it is there's something there are outside forces that are always trying well yeah (laughs) you can't follow the carbs (laughs) yeah carbs are my bliss (laughs) but yeah there's always outside forces aligned against you to keep you from you know, getting your mind, body, and soul aligned to what you should be doing. And that's people just need to follow your bliss. But I love the idea he talked about there being basically three levels of consciousness or whatever. And I, I as a as a struggling writer, I know this to be a hundred percent true. That the first is this unknowable thing that's out there. There's some kind of infinite Soul or God or some great mystery in the world that we can't even fathom or understand. You know that? That's what you're saying. Yes. I want to make sure I connected yeah, 100%, that. Yeah, okay. 100%. There's something that we don't, you know, that's beyond us. And the second are <laughs> right. thoughts and feelings right. where, like, you think about that thing, but you can't ever hit, you know, you can't ever ponder exactly what it is. And the third stage are words. Where you try to describe it and explain it, and it's always really clumsy. So I know exactly that feeling in trying to write a story, 
where there's something out there you want to capture in your story, like some idea you want, you know, you want to tell a story about freedom or some kind of esoteric thing that nobody can quite disagree on exactly what it is. And then you have these thoughts about it. Like, yeah, that's exactly, those are the kind of thoughts I have. And then when you try to put them into words... Blank screen. Yeah, it never works. Because you never can quite capture it. Because you're three levels away from what it actually is. And that's what he's saying. All of world mythology and religion are the words trying to get to the feeling, trying to get to the unknowable. Right. And I, that's Everybody so amazing. separately... Trying to get the same place, yeah. and it's taking. That's why there's so many different religions. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Man, I love a good PBS doc. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Who's he talking to? Bill Moyers. Oh, okay. Yeah, you said that. Okay. I don't. I know the name. He yeah, he's been a journalist for a lot of years. He's still around. Occasionally pops up and does things, but yeah, I I remember watching this in college and reading some of his Joseph Campbell's books and just loving it and thinking. This is such a, not simplified, because there's some deep thoughts involved. Do we have a deep thought, Trump? But, um. <laughs> New. <No. laughs> you gotta get on the ball. One job. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's like bite-sized theology, basically. It's a way to sit, you can sit and watch this on Netflix and it might spark something you hadn't thought of before. And, Make you feel more connected with the world and your environment and your fellow brother and sister. I'm interested. I screenshotted the message when you brought it up oh. the other day. And I was okay. like, I will watch that someday. <laughs> Speaking of one job, let's do it. One job forever? Look, I have one job on this lousy ship. It's stupid, but I'm going to do it. Okay? You talker. You had one job to do. Okay, I'm gonna explain it one more time because I don't I don't know if we've been super clear that this is how it's I feel like there's a new rule every week. No, no new rule. We we we're picking someone, some sort of artist, and they we pick one thing that they've done, one role if they're an actor or one thing they created, and that is all that will survive in the and you know, we're picking the best thing, as you said, that would go on their tombstone as their greatest creation. And everything else is gone from the Kapow universe. And Coach Mayer said he really liked this segment. I, I'm, he I'm said glad. It, it, it really makes you think because you have to want. Mm, like, like he, he was very well. I would like him on to, board. I would like him to secretly send me a suggestion. <laughs> I have a couple that I've been okay. Well, here's, on the, to. here's what I was going to tell you. you guys. Come up with somebody tonight because you're always giving me hell because I picked somebody. <laughs> so what? Some what is it? Do Claire? you have one, Jordan? Or Jordan, whichever uh, one you guys want to pick. I can if you don't. But go ahead. Uh, I'll save mine. Well, we were talking about uh, um, Yellowstone, and a couple weeks back, Seth said he didn't like old Kevin Costner. So I thought, <laughs> I wonder what kind of young Kevin Costner he likes. So hmm. you want to do Kevin Costner? Let's do it. Okay, let me pull him up here. There is uh, plenty to choose yeah, from. Yeah, long career, very steadily working Oh, Batman versus years. Superman. <laughs> <laughs> right off the bat. <laughs> Man. Okay. Let's start getting the way back machine here. Oh my gosh. He's been in so much stuff. This may take a while. <laughs> I didn't get to prepare. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. I have a speech. Oh, oh, oh. Kevin oh. Costner's oh. that type of actor. One must. <laughs> no, I don't really have a speech. Okay, we got Brad, what do you think? 
<laughs> Swing boat. That was one. Dragonfly. Did anybody ever see that? I think mm. so. I wa- I remember watching it. It's one of those stumble across it somewhere. I don't even remember life. what it's about, but I it's feel like, like I've seen his it. wife dies, and he keeps having like these feelings like she's trying to tell him something, and it keeps getting drawn back to somewhere. And at the end, there's like a crazy twist to it, and I was like, oh, that mm. was neat. And I've never watched it again. I think I think Kathy Bates was that too. Uh, it's probably fifteen years old. Um, message in a bottle. Revenge for the love of the game. Three thousand miles to Graceland. Ten cup. I'm gonna, I'm gonna jot that down just for a second. That was funny. Wyatt Earp. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Postman. Waterworld. Silverado. Thirteen days. No way out. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure he's in a bunch of romantic comedies. Open Range with uh, what's his name? What's the guy from The Godfather? Open Range. Out. Loads of Dove. Oh yeah. <laughs> I can't think Robert. Of yeah, Robert Duvall. I tell you something I really did. You say you're gonna say draft day, aren't you? This is it about the Browns? <laughs> no, but that's that is a that's something. Uh no, what was the name of the Hatfields and McCoy series he, he Hatfields was and McCoy. McCoy. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, because we can go T V or big sure. TV. one sure. yeah, one thing. One role is what we're picking up for him. Yeah, uh Bodyguard, Bull Durham. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Perfect World Big Chill. What he was like the guy in the coffin. I think uh, Robin Hood. Yeah, Water Waterworld, Untouchables. He was Elliot Ness, JFK. Um, Molly's Game. I hated him in that. Hidden Figures. He was in Field of Dreams. Yep. What are you guys feeling? What's that? What was oh, the sorry. seventh from last one you said? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. um, I think JFK is very good, but it's not one I rewatch a lot. No, I've, I've, I've never rewatched it. Untouchables is a fine movie. Yeah. There was one more you said I like, but I kind of forgot. Oh, um, the one? Yeah, I don't know. We got uh, Field of Dreams, Dances with Wolves, uh, Dances with Wolves. That would probably be the most mainstream yeah. thing. That was a Oscar winner. Yeah, huge movie. I never loved it. I didn't either. Um, man. My personal pick, if I had just one job to give him. (laughs) That's what we're doing here. I got to go Field of Dreams. That's my movie. I watch that every year before baseball season starts. Really? It's that manly, get in touch with your emotions kind of movie. Um, I think it's hilarious too. James Earl Jones is hilarious. I'm blanking on the lady who plays his wife, but she's really mm-hmm. good. Timothy yeah. Busfield is good. But that's his Ray Liotta. Is he in that? Yeah, he's just oh yeah, Joe. yeah, 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 Joe. <laughs> okay, Joe Jack. Yeah, there's ghosts. I forgot. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it's just a guy yeah. in a cornfield. <laughs> I've never seen the end. Every I don't year know. before baseball game, Jordan, Jordan goes to stand on the cornfield. <laughs> But yeah, that that's one of those movies. Yeah, that's one of those all time classics for me. Hmm, man, I'm. I expected one to really jump out at me because I think of him as somebody I like, but there's not one that I'm just like. I have to say I really like The Untouchables. I think he's great. In, great in that. It's a great movie. I don't. I'm not seeing any of these that I'm just like he's the best thing ever. Dances with Wolves is. Um, 
as soon as you said that, I thought, oh man, that could be it right there. Um, he has a lot of screen time in that movie. And again, I mean, and it's, that was a huge hit for a reason. Like his, his, I always thought his performance in that movie was really good. Um, I just don't think the movie holds up. I haven't seen it in yeah. many a years. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I feel like I don't have anything to argue with you about that. If this is one that you, that's important to you, I, I like Field of Dreams. You know, I like a, I, I like I a good drama. Yeah. Feel good. Um, I think that is a movie I watched over and over and over as a kid. I think a movie that one of his movies that I, I like. I honestly think you know Wyatt Earp is pretty good as far as you know. Tombstone is right. amazing. Yeah, but, it's just in the shadow of Tombstone, right? And it is in the shadow of that, but still, it is a very good rendition of the same thing. And I, I really love that movie too. But and but another movie of his I've always loved is No Way Out. Uh, Remind me of that one. that's the uh, isn't I think man I may be crazy. Was Gene Hackman in that? Maybe I'm not sure. Let me look here real quick. This is the one where he is a naval officer. Um, and he spends the whole movie, they're trying to find out who this Russian spy is in the agency. And he's running around. Yeah, Gene Hackman's in there. Um, there's a, they've kind of narrowed it down. They've got a picture of him. There's a, a picture printing out of who it is. And he's running around investigating it and talking to everybody and stuff and I'm just going to go and spoil it big spoilers for No Way Out uh, 25 years ago <laughs> he's the guy he's the Russian spy mm. and it's a great twist when you rethink the movie in your head what was happening what what was he really doing it's it's really good so I prefer that movie just you know it's a little higher on my list but I I totally have the nostalgia for Field of Dreams I, I think uh that would be my vote. Field of Dreams. Jordan says Field of Dreams. And again, Untouchables, I think, is a great film, but there's two actors in it who I think are better than Kevin Costner. Right, Sean Connery's great. Who are stealing the show in every yeah. scene, so Kevin Costner's just kind of the straight man in that one. Ten Cups, funny. Yeah. Eh. It's no been. Field of Dreams. No. Build it, Ray. So They will come, Ray. <laughs> I like how you... Read lines. Your line reads are great. <laughs> Funny you should ask that, Seth. Nobody <laughs> <laughs> remembers that line reading. <laughs> I texted Michael and he said just a sec about five minutes ago. So oh. I'm sure he's IMDBing. He's yeah. probably running up and down the uh, bridge. It's going to be a three to one vote, whatever it is. Let's try to predict. Let's spend that time while we're waiting trying to predict. He'll say Dance with Wolves. Dance with Wolves. No, no. I don't think so. Let me see. Or he'll, he'll one of the romantic comedies. Man of Steel. Nah, well, uh, he kidding. might. Um, yeah, well, well, it will be probably one. It'll he'll look at Christie's shelf at all of her <laughs> romantic. Com- if he's going to answer, rumor has it. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Remember my wife has made me watch that several times. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, right. I don't know. Anyway, that's it. We just put it through. So, forever, the only thing that Kevin Costner... America has rolled on like an army of steamrollers. 
But Kevin Costner only made one movie. <laughs> and it that's, was Field of Dreams. That's right. We did it. I feel good about that one. Some years later, when he was worn down by life, look at him. He's got his whole life in front of him, and I'm not even a glint in his eye. What do I say to him? Why don't you introduce him to his granddaughter? folks for putting up this field letting us play here i'm john kinsella i'm ray my wife annie this is my daughter karen karen this is my this is john hi john hiya karen Catch a good game. Thank you. So beautiful here. For me, well, for me, it's like a dream come true.
this is heaven. Let's talk some comics. Maybe. It's playing too much other stuff. How can you read this? There's no pictures. Well, some people use their imagination. Well, I just hurried back to my comic book store where I dispense the insults rather than absorb them. It happens all the time. Read a comic book, okay? <laughs> What do you got? Uh, just about half an hour ago, it came across that Steve Ditko passed away at the age of 90. Wow. One of the original Marvel bullpen artists, co-creator with Stan Lee of many heroes at, from Marvel and DC, actually. Uh, created Spider, co-created Spider-Man and stayed on the art for 38 issues until he had some problems <laughs> with Stan and left. Uh, also involved Doctor Strange, The Creeper, Ted Cord, Shade the Changing Man, The Question, Captain Adam, Hawk and Dove, Speedball, Squirrel Girl, and many of your other favorites. Anyone in the Spider-Man Rogues Gallery for the first 38 issues, all the mystical Doctor Strange characters just, you know, created tons and tons of characters. We should have done Steve Ditko. What was the best thing he created? Spider-Man, obviously. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's easy. Um, well, they didn't have a cause of death as of when the article was written, and they said he was—he has no known survivors, has no known relatives, is an utter recluse, hasn't had a picture taken of him since the 60s. Um, he's done work over the years, but he, he doesn't do public appearances, certainly doesn't do a Comic-Con. He went to one in like the early 60s and was like, what is this about? And just bailed on it all. Just wanted to be known for his art. Did not want... Famously... Was very much for creators' rights. And that was part of his argument with Marvel. And why he left. But didn't want anything to do with you know the movie hoopla. Or the big you know, merchandising of all that stuff. So he... Read up about Mr. Ditko. Because he's a fascinating person. A uh, very famous uh, uh, objectivist philosophy that Ayn Rand came up with. He was an ardent follower of that, and that's half of where Spider-Man came from. Was this philosophy of uh, uh, what rational self-interest, where you you do what's right for you, 
and doing good to others gives you no reward. So that was Spider-Man's entire life, that helping people didn't help him. He His life just got worse and worse and worse. So Ditko's fingerprints are all over that and all over mainstream comics. And, yeah, if you don't know anything about him, I would definitely take this, this week to you know, give him a little love. And certainly uh, Jack Kirby was the first artist they approached for Spider-Man and drew him as a big buff hero. And Stan wanted a scrawny teenager, and that's where Steve Ditko came in and drew him awkward, big glasses, scrawny kid. So, yeah, he definitely, this is the reason Spider-Man exists, you know. Hmm. I always think, I hate those, thinking about those alternate realities where Kirby is the one that draws Spider-Man, you know. (laughs) It's like, it sounds, sounds good at the beginning, but... It would be a totally different thing. Yeah. Uh, what have we been? What's what's hot? Well, I don't know. We should probably should have let off the show this. We had Pearl Mutter news. Oh my gosh, uh, we did kind of. <laughs> it's not ready. At we all. did kind of have a Pearl <laughs> Pearl Mutter Appleseed thing going on. He keeps springing it on me. <laughs> you just got to learn. You're just gonna have Pearl to add these. <laughs> A new, a new <laughs> lawsuit. Put those tinfoil hats on, everybody. All right. Pierenboom. Harold Pierenboom is suing him for allegedly sending his the court filing to the Hollywood Reporter. <laughs> I read this. And breaking uh, news that should not have been broken at that point. So if you're longtime listeners of the show, we have a fascination <laughs> with Marvel CEO Isaac Perlmutter. Ike to us. Ike. Ike. He is a real life supervillain. And there have been. <laughs> Never stop. I've had So there's been these lawsuits that involve tennis pros and DNA theft. Go back to the archives. Listen yeah. to that episode. It's in our hundredth best clip show. Clip show. Yeah. We 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 went into lots of detail. So basically, there's been a defamation case in a Florida court against Perlmutter for allegedly <laughs> doing all this hate mail against this guy Pierenboom, who's another billionaire, and smearing him and saying he's a Nazi sympathizer and he's murdered people and they sent out all these random letters to friends and clients of his. All over a, a tennis court dispute. Right, of who was hired as the... Who was running the... Resort tennis pro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Perlmutter did a counterclaim and accused Pierboom of a secret plot to harvest his DNA. <laughs> and that was a fun story. <laughs> this is why Cliff and I have not put a tennis court in between our houses. That's right. Because we don't want to get it's into It's inevitable. This. It would end poorly. Yes. <laughs> so now, Pierboom is alleging that Perlmutter committed defamation again. Again. And that the Perlmutters knowingly made false claims and defamatory statements in their filing of the prior suit. So he's suing him over the last lawsuit. Right. But then they publicized the suit before it was filed with the court to the Hollywood Reporter. 
and he says it's with the intent of causing Pure and Boom harm, and you know, because they yeah. they're going to report on this, and it's going to make him look bad. Even though we're the only ones really interested <laughs> in it, <laughs> the podcast, the podcasts are all yeah, over this. They're talking directly to us. So Pure and Boom's alleging the statements and the filing were false, and that Perlmutter has since testified under oath that he did not believe the allegations. He was just you know spouting them to hurt his his reputation. Um, and according to the complaint, the def- quote, defendants published these false statements in May 2017 and thereafter knowingly and intentionally, both through email to third parties and by sending the false statements to The Hollywood Reporter with the knowledge and intent that they would republish them widely to the public, just like Kapow, the Pop Culture Podcast would. Mm-hmm. So it looks like the first lawsuit of the many lawsuits is scheduled to go into trial this autumn. I've lost track. Yeah, expect They, they have sued each other so many yeah. times <laughs> back and forth. So we're finally going to get into a courtroom. I can't and wait. And Perlmutter has not, he has not spoken publicly in literally decades. We only got our first photo of him With recently Trump. because he was in the Trump administration. So he's probably going to take the stand and we're going to get some... Oh, it's going to be gold. Some prime... Podcast gold. <laughs> some prime Perlmutter audio... I hope he has some crazy voice too. This is squeaky one. <laughs> yeah. So just in case anyone hasn't listened back to the back catalog, the big joke, the first, you know, we've been covering, we've been talking about this guy for like two, two and a half years. Really, it's one of the first things I can ever remember us really talking about and sticking with. Um, so that's a running jet, a running joke on the podcast that if somebody tries to steal your DNA, you've been Perlmuttered. Right. Perlmuttered. <laughs> Perlmuttered. Now that was our original first drop too. Like it like, was the like, first one. Like I was like, get this. Okay, make that into something. <laughs> and still the best. And really. still the best. Still the best. <laughs> All right. We should have. I should have quit when I was ahead. <laughs> <laughs> really, it's been all done. Slight, right. slight jump for uh, Sexy James Olsen when that one popped out. Like, that was a good one. Do we want to start with how DC is doing something cool or doing something stupid? But uh, we're going to get the bug. <laughs> okay, go cool because yeah. I want to forget about that. Okay, DC streaming. We got a lot more information on mm-hmm. the the app they're putting out. Um, and they announced there are going to be digital comics involved. We already knew there were going to be TV shows. We're getting the live action <laughs> Titans, right? Animated Swamp Thing, Doom Patrol, Doom Harley Patrol. Quinn. Oh my gosh! And it said exclusive content, you know, and with creators and different merchandise you can only get on there. So they've gone all out for this, and now on top of that, they're adding digital comics and they, a rotated. A rotating curated selection. So it's not going to be, you know, Marvel already has Unlimited and people are just waiting. When is DC going to have theirs? Which yeah. is, you know, a digital digital Netflix is what people call, or, you know, mm-hmm. digital comic Netflix for digital comics. Um, and so people have been waiting. Everybody's on, saying that. Yeah, <laughs> it's so easy to say. <laughs> so everybody's been waiting for DC to figure out theirs. And here comes DC saying, Oh, you want digital comics? Well, here's a bunch of content and new yeah, shows. Yeah, we don't even have to go to a comic book store anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Jordan just quit uh, 
quit selling comics and start charging it. Just get your subscription. Just start charging admission. Like yeah. everybody can use my account. Just log in. Fifteen dollars. Yeah. yeah. But they put out a big press release that had a bunch of buzzwords, and it's going to include native untethered access across devices from a smartphone or tablet to a living room screen rendered in vivid detail. So it's going to be, again, they said rotating, so it's not just going to be every comic ever made, and it's not going to be new stuff. It's just going to be you know yeah. vintage stuff, and I'm sure it'll rotate You know when the Harley Quinn animated thing premieres. It'll be tons of Harley Quinn comics. You can read old Suicide Squads and old mm-hmm. Batman stories. And I'm sure anytime a new DC movie comes out, they'll, you know, yeah, get you involved like that. But uh, but I thought when I first read it, I thought, well, this is different. This is not what I expected out of this service. I just thought television shows. Yeah, you know, so it, it definitely adds something to it. Um, it's not going to stop me from going down and buying comics, you know, off the shelf. But, but it's a cool thing. No, I'm n- I've never been able to get into digital comics at all. Well, I've read a few things, but I just it's not the same to me. I think yeah, if you just wanted to, oh, I was curious about that. When was that guy's first appearance, or you know, yeah. something like that? But yeah, I've never been able to read long stretches of comics that way. I, I will say this, and, and just having this thought. There's a high percentage of what we of what they call fans today that don't go out and collect the comics. They go watch a YouTube channel of somebody telling them what was in this comic. Yeah. This may be a way for them to actually go back and read some oh, of this I stuff rather people, than have somebody just you know bark it yeah. out, out at them. I, I hear people talking, you know, that they actually use like that Marvel thing. They mm-hmm. to read all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff. I just don't enjoy it as much. I'd rather have a trade of it or something. Yeah, yeah I, I don't. We joke, but I don't think this is you know going to compete with me for customers because, like you said, these customers aren't going to the shop every week anyway. Right. Yeah. These are people who, you know, they love the content, they love the characters. This could be the first comics they ever read, you yeah. know, just because they really love Harley Quinn or something like that. Right. So, and a lot of that can introduce them to a series that they'll go yeah, pick up yeah. physically. And again, well, they haven't announced a price yet. There's, you can sign up for a free trial. It said, I don't know if there's some kind of waiting list for the beta mm. or whatnot. I'm guessing it'll be around ten bucks a month. That seems to be what most of these are. Mm, yeah. I don't know that I would pay that because I'm cheap. But I, I they're giving it, you a lot of content. It's, it's cool. It, it depends on the quality of the shows. I mean, that's yeah. what. I mean, I've seen some stills just from that that have leaked out from Titans or they put out from Titans. Some of it looks really cool. And then I've seen some other stuff that I'm like, Whoa, that looks, <laughs> that's below agents of shield. I, the Robin costume I thought looked great. Yeah. yeah. But then you take a look at the girl playing Starfire. Yeah. And I'm like, what is going on? It, it's just, mm. but I just, it draws me back to my childhood. And I remember thinking, Look at all these cable channels. Like, wouldn't that be cool to have like a comic channel? Mm-hmm. And I remember I was already programming. I'm like, all morning long, you can play cartoons, you play Super Friends, or you can play the X Men cartoon. Throughout the day, you play the Incredible Hulk reruns. You know, at night, then you play a movie, and then the late night, you have like a talk show or like you know, hosted by Wizard Magazine, where they talk <laughs> with creators and things. Like, man, I wonder if there'd be enough content to ever fill 24 hours. Like. It was me thinking that'll never happen. There'll never be that much content. But now, 
We can go specifically just DC and have enough content. Like I said, they're going to play old movies and old shows, yeah. too. So those yeah. you're going to get archive stuff, too, not just the original content. So. Right. Oh, it's coming. So hooray for DC. Now what? What they do now? Uh, DC, what have you done? <laughs> <laughs> this is old news, probably, but um, the DC Walmart exclusives we haven't talked about. Yeah, um, These are 100-page giants. You can only get at Walmart. Um, they're doing four a month. Batman, Superman, Justice League, and Teen Titans. They're 100 pages long for four ninety nine, And most of it is reprint stuff from different eras. But there are 12 original pages every issue. And retailers were not happy about that. Because retailers aren't happy about many things. <laughs> they're not available on Walmart.com. And you can't get them digitally. And... The first few issues, it's just some, I think it was maybe Jimmy Palmiotti and a few, like, people you've heard of, but not big superstars. But I think starting in issue three, we're getting Brian Michael Bendis doing a Batman story, 12 issues long, and Tom King doing a Superman story. Now, these are the two biggest bullets that DC (laughs) has. And this is the first, well, it's not the first Bendis Superman, or Batman, he did, like, a Legends of the Dark Knight years ago but nobody remembers that so but it's technically the first brian bendis you know long form batman story yeah and tom king people you know everything he touches turns to gold here recently so people are very excited about these books and they're not going to be able to get them at their local shops so retailers have been you know floating conspiracies that what dc you have stabbed us in the back or you know walmart's trying to destroy the direct market and then they'll start selling comics after we've all gone out of business and it's a little bit Reactionary. Yeah, that's unlikely, but it is. I, I agree with the first part. It's like you have this relationship with these comic book shops, and you're just screwing them over for Walmart. So everybody, when it first came out, was like, no, 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 we're not trying to take your customers. Because, again, if you spend $5 at Walmart, that's $5 less. There are not infinite $5 out there. Right. That's $5 less you're spending at my store. So, And then like a week later, Dan Didio... His title changes every time, but he's big wig at DC. We're putting new stories in there to attract the current fan base and our best reprinted stories to bring in the more casual fan. So he came right out and said it. They're trying to attract comic store readers to go get these. And I said, I just didn't understand if... It's great they're in Walmart. I love comics being elsewhere. I'd like to see Spender Racks back in those kind of stores. I didn't think it was ever going to happen again. So I think it's really cool what's happening... But I just didn't understand the exclusive part. Mm-hmm. And if these are meant for kids or for moms to pick up a book, like they don't care who Brian Michael Bendis is. Yeah. Why are they paying his page rate and marketing like and multi-part stories? Are this, the kids going to come back next month to buy part two of the story? Yeah, th- this sounds very Walmart. Yeah, the only people that are going to come back are the comic shop people. Right, you know that are going to make sure they get every one yeah. of them, and you know I don't know. I'm not I'm not a big Walmart fan. I don't really shop at Walmart, so this to me is very just Walmart their mo right here. I mean, this is what they do. They well, they, it takes two to tango. I understand that, and that's why I don't yeah. shop there. I mean, they if they if they can if they take their money, you know. Well, these things are already flipping on eBay for you know twice the price. And the maddest retailers I saw online were going to Walmart and buying them out of stock. And being like, I hit every Walmart within three hours of me. 
And now they got nothing left. Take that, Walmart. And then Walmart said, we've been really pleased with the sales. We're upping right. our orders for number two. Like, you're not hurting Walmart. Nope. They don't care if you're scalping them or yeah. where. I think you're just hurting that potential casual fan who, you know, I'm sure there's a comic shop locator address or phone number in there to find your shop. If they read, like, wow, this Batman guy is kind of cool. I'd like to read more. So, I, mm. I don't know. I think in the long run it's positive. But there's just been a lot of backlash and hurt feelings and negative reactions and overreactions. Hmm. But I saw some pictures. They're not they're not putting him in the book section or the magazine section. They're shoved in with the trading cards and Pokemon cards and magic cards and hmm. sports memorabilia and stuff. So they're shelving him with the quote unquote collectibles. Instead of the magazines and the kids' books and stuff, so or even the toys, yeah, or the, yeah, that, yeah. So, so yes, yeah. I, I mean, personally, that someone that's worked retail, that's where I would have put them. Yeah, we've got you know eight rows foot and of, rows, yeah. right? Eight foot of Marvel toys here, and four, you know, two feet of comic books or whatever, huh? And then hmm. DC this week put out Batman number fifty. Yes, has everyone been spoiled? Nope, tell me though. You can spoil it. <laughs> oh, I'm going to spoil it. Yeah, so this was uh, leaked out. Yeah, Batman number 50 was the wedding issue. And Tom King has been building that, the writer has been building to this story for as long as he's been on the book 50 issues. And it came we'll out. Get, we'll, what was the build? Um, <laughs> tell me 50 issues. Batman, oh, I guess I got to spoil 50 issues worth. Yeah. Batman is marrying Catwoman. Right. She has renounced her evil ways, and he realizes they can't live without each other. And they have done stories leading up to it. Joker found out he wasn't invited and went on a rampage. They did five prequel issues, prelude to the wedding. They released a playlist on Spotify for the reception <laughs> people could download. They, re- they, uh, they had a midnight release for retailers. They had... Like cake toppers, you could download a, a graphic if you wanted to buy a cake and serve wedding cake to all your customers. <laughs> See, that's fun, though. That I is fun. I it's love wonderful. That. And, and it kind yeah. of irritates me that I asked you a couple weeks ago, is there a midnight release for something? <laughs> we could do something. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not baking a no. cake. <laughs> I can't even afford to buy Walmart comic books. <laughs> <laughs> I spent all my money driving to Walmart <laughs> in seven states. No, um... So that book is coming out July 4th. Well, on July 1st in the New York Times, on that Sunday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, that's four days before the book comes out, in print, the headline was, Holy Matrimony, Batman. Well, not quite. And online, the headline was, It just wasn't meant to be, Batman. So the New York Times spoiled that the wedding didn't go off four days before the book came out. Oh, my gosh. That's... And I said, if you're just reading the story, it was a fine story. And Tom King came out and said, listen, he has a 100-issue plan. He wants to stay on the book for 100 issues. He's like, this is just the halfway point of my plan. Please stick with me. Yeah. Like, um, Selena, to fully spoil it, she realized that she was making Bruce Wayne happy. And Batman can't be happy and be effective. He has to be in pain and have rage and can't be content. So she sacrificed her, her love. love so that Gotham would still have a Batman. And she flew the coop. And it's a fine story. And then the very last page, which the, the, the newspaper didn't spoil, 
throws everything back to basically issue one, that Tom King had been planning this. And there's a cool twist, and it's like, oh, wow, exciting. So the casual readers, while they didn't get a wedding, they got a pretty good story. Mm-hmm. But the trouble is, there's no civilians coming looking for it. Because a wedding in a comic book is yeah. kind of a big deal. And right. like I said DC Promotions made a big deal out of it. And I've I've got the issue where Lois and Clark get married. I've got the issue where Peter and Mary Jane get married. Like mm-hmm. they're just milestones in comics and they don't happen very often for these very well known characters. I've got the Hank and the Yeah <laughs> Walsh. Janet, yeah. So they cut us off at the knees with this book. By not having a wedding, and I doubled my orders on it because I knew it was a big deal. And a lot of stores did variant cover. You know, they went overboard on the variant covers. Yeah, because they were gobs. Yeah. I was of trying to remember how I, I feel like I remember uh, USA Today or somebody spoiling Cap dying. But I think that was like the day it happened. It was, it was yeah, like it was, the morning. It definitely wasn't days before. That was one of the craziest and in days. In fact, people in my ran history. in for yeah. that because they didn't know it was yeah. going to happen. Yeah. That was completely hidden, and I, I was blindsided by it. And it was but, that was one of the wildest days. Yeah, that's, that was eleven years ago. Yeah. Wow. Because I remember because that happened uh, like in May or something of that year of. T- 2007. I was just a novice man. Yeah, and, my, and my granddad <laughs> Still died videos. on July 4th that summer. Yeah. I uh, I read the the three part bought the three part story of where we talked earlier about Booster Gold going back and saving Bruce's parents and as, the yeah, gift. Pretty, and yeah. The gift it was called. Did Tom and, King write that? Yeah. Yeah. And um it was really good. It was dark, but um, and the way he wrote Booster Girl was a little, a little off to me. Um, it just wasn't Dan Jurgens, but 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 it was really good. And I was looking forward to this wedding issue coming out. And then yeah, I saw the spoiler, and I was just like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, <sighs> yeah. So you're what you'd call a casual Batman fan, right? And you're just like, I, I don't care. Yeah. And I was going to buy one for my collection yeah. as a historical landmark. And, yeah. and, and, you know, it may happen in issue 100. I don't know. Right. But yeah. it's going to be hard to get retailers excited again because there's been talk of, can we sue DC for false advertising? Because if you bought a store-exclusive variant, which is I commission art and this cover you can only buy through me or my website. But you're doing it because you know you're you, getting a landmark issue. And you've got to buy 500 or 1,000 copies to get this special variant as a retailer. You're feeling pretty betrayed because that's not a special issue now. So I And this and it happened two weeks after X-Men Gold, number 30. Kitty Pride and Colossus were going to get married. Yeah. And Kitty realized... If this was really meant to be, we should have been together years ago. I don't know that I'm ready for this. And Kitty bolted, and didn't, they didn't get married. But at least Gambit and Rogue took the opportunity. They're like, oh, the rabbi's here already. Let's just let's get married. So there was at least a wedding in the X-Men world. Batman had no wedding oh, whatsoever, dis- despite all the hype. So literally two weeks after a jilted wedding yeah. issue from Marvel, we get one from DC on a much bigger scale. So... I don't know. Readers aren't pleased. Retailers are very not pleased. So hopefully, in another twenty-five or 
or whatever he has in you know planned out in sight that it'll. This feels like he'll turn a, it around. This feels like a, you should have killed Glenn the first time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but most people are thinking like oh, I didn't think they'd get married or Batman doesn't work married. It's probably for the best. Like well yeah that's probably true. But then don't hype it for a year right. and and make a huge event out of it. Uh, um, other news: we're getting a ongoing Firefly comic from Boom Studio starting in Give November. Up. I'm sorry, <laughs> Firefly never die. I just coined that. That's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> I was a little derivative, all right. Got your brown coat out there in the car somewhere. <laughs> so, yeah, this is a story of Mal and Zoe back when they were brown coats, you know, fighting in the war. We just got hints of it during the show. Um, so, this is going to flesh out. The, we're going to get some stuff in the present, but we're going to have backstory that we've never gotten before. But the interesting thing is, this book used to come out through Dark Horse, and now it's coming through Boom, which I completely missed. At some point, we obviously didn't cover it on the podcast. Um, th- that Boom signed some deal with Fox. That's it. I, I completely missed. Um, they had a, a first look deal with Fox Movie and TV Studios, which means you know anything Boom puts out, Fox gets the first rights to either take it or not take it, and that must have worked out pretty well. And Fox eventually acquired a quote significant minority stake. So Fox Studios wanted a comic book company in their pocket to be creating intellectual property and 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 new new characters and new ideas, mm-hmm. as well as old Fox properties to turn into comics. So I missed that. I didn't know. I, I Boom know Boom is like the biggest indie publisher out there. You know, below maybe Image and Dark Horse, and then probably Boom. You know, third or fourth place. Um, it said the purchase gave Boom additional capital so they could greenlight more series and gave it better distribution channels. Then it helped Fox secure additional things for future projects. Um, so obviously, then Disney buys Fox. Yeah. Right. That was I was just going to bring that up. So now Disney has Boom, basically. So I, I don't know what that means for all that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure Disney, that's like the lowest thing on their to-do list. <laughs> figure out what's going on with Boom Comics. We'll just sit this in the corner somewhere. But like I said, they're a big, bigger, growing publisher with a lot of properties that we might be hearing more of soon. But I feel bad for Dark Horse because re- they've already lost Star Wars when yeah. D- Disney and Marvel combined. They lost the Conan license. Now they've lost the Firefly license. And... Other Fox things Dark Horse has, which I'm sure the minute the license is up, they're going to lose. Like Aliens, Predator, Prometheus, that whole world. Buffy, they're wrapping up. You know, they've been doing continuing seasons Forever. in the comic yeah. world. There's a four-issue series going on right now. When that's done, Buffy is over at Dark Horse. They had James Cameron's Avatar, which they put out a few little short things mm-hmm. before. I'm sure they were waiting on... There's a big sequel <laughs> to start the hype. Hey, they're coming. So, the, and, the, you know, Dark Horse has published Aliens since, like, 1988 or something. Like, mm-hmm. it's been ages. And they could be in trouble because they're, they're losing a huge chunk of their catalog to going to these bigger companies. But 
the last bit of news, they're getting the Netflix license. Dark Horse signed a multi-year licensing agreement, quote-unquote, with Netflix. So the first thing they're doing is a four-issue Stranger Things miniseries starting in September. We are going to get the story of Will Byers, what happened to him in the Upside Down. Because mm. the show started, yeah. Will Byers disappeared, and we never saw him again. Right. So we're going to expand on that in the comics and learn what kind of monsters he had to fight or what adventures he had. And I said they're going to do several, they're going to keep, you know, there'll be new miniseries and graphic novels. I said maybe some younger reader graphic novels, mm-hmm. you know, aged toward that age group. And, uh,. And then there's going to be more. They're going to—I don't know what Netflix. You know, there could be a Glow comic book or you know, or the Ozarks comic. We don't like. They're gonna—they're gonna see what happens, and yeah. Hmm. I'm trying to think what else they would do. Stranger Things is the one that makes most sense, obviously. But geez, there's there's so much stuff. Voltron. I don't Voltron, know. Voltron. Yeah. Who has the rights yeah, to really. Voltron? <laughs> But yeah, I, I was worried about Dark Horse, but that seemed to be a huge bit of news because Netflix again is the biggest. They put out, like I said, there's something new coming they every month, known. something big. <laughs> all right, that is all I had, except I forgot to make the joke. Um, oh, make it! Can now. you go back and edit it in? Yeah, somewhere sure. about doves. Something about no, doves. but we we're talking about DC adding comics. I said I couldn't wait till. Michael had to say all comics are streaming to me because he <laughs> uh, he's eventually going to not buy any comics. And where just you stream at, Brad? <laughs> and we got an answer from Michael's one job. Oh, oh right. my lord! So we got Field of Dreams, Field of ago. Dreams, Field of Dreams, and what? JFK. Oh, okay. And he was not privy to our conversation, mm-hmm. so he came with JFK, and then a, a five minute gap, and then followed by Tin Cup. <laughs> <laughs> he only gets that was Christie's boat, yeah. probably. But yeah, I never tell him who wins. Just listen, <laughs> Which <he laughs> like everybody else. All right. Yeah. So, anything else big going on? Um, I'll mention real quick before we sign off. Um, we still have a patron button on the app on our website. You can, uh, if you, if you want to throw some shekels this way, um, just to help support the podcast. The best thing got, about that patron button is it doesn't cost us anything to have it. That's right. Um, only Just good feel. things can happen if you <laughs> click on that button. Uh, we do have some, I actually put up, uh, some of the old, a few episodes, the old SoPro podcast. You can't find them anywhere else, oh but on our patron. We couldn't even find them when we were looking for That's them. That's right. So, um, yeah, you can do that. You can follow us, uh, on Twitter at the, at, jeez, the Kapow podcast on Twitter www.udownwithkpp.com or follow us on our Facebook page. Do we have a title for this one? Power Mon. <laughs> I was just thinking bread or <laughs> carbs. <laughs> That's all I had. Sorry, I was like saying that. <laughs> Where the hell? I want to find something here real quick. We, uh, Sorry, you can cut this out <laughs> It's it all stays in now. No, no editing. <laughs> no, no. Don't give away our tricks.
find it. I was looking for Field of Dreams to try to find out what his name was because we kind of. It was Ray. Ray? Oh, Ray what? Wait, what? Mm. Oh, okay. Ray. Moonlight Graham. Stands. Palmer. Ray Kinsella. <laughs> Kinsella. I was kidding. What? Curious. Ray Kinsella. That's the, the role that is forever in the. Okay. So if he, they make any more with Ray Ooh, Kinsella so. in it. And like the ghosts go on the road and play like a Bad News Bears theme in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> they resurrect, um, what's his face? What's his name? Boulder Mathow. <laughs> he comes out from comes the Comes walking corn through the corn. Yeah, that'd be awesome. With a beer. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, as Oscar. <laughs> anyway, dream movies. Okay. As always, I don't know what of that is staying in, but <laughs> nothing. <laughs> As always, thanks for listening. I am Jordan Lowe. My name is Cliff Barnes. And I got hungry, so no more bread. I'm Seth. Bye forever. Mmm, carbs. Kapow, the pop culture podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. I think he said, let's move on. Yeah, I, I don't know why <laughs> I didn't. I don't know why I didn't play. What did you do, Brad? Did you pull a cord out? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why it's not playing. But, okay, I'll add it in later. Oh, yeah. Go, la, 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 la